0: Casting you live from the Battlelands of Texas. You're listening or you're watching Midnight Radio, and it is shooting at you at the speed of light all the way from southern Australia to northern Ireland into the earbuds, into your ears through this crazy thing we call the Internet. Hello, everybody. How are you doing tonight? My name is Gerald! <laughs> man's we're going to talk about the Idaho 4k specifically specifically the alibi that Ann Taylor actually presented today and this is no joke everybody we're really going to go over that first and I have a lot of other crazy things that went on tonight crazy things but first we don't have an executive producer tonight I must not have been doing a good, a good job. You guys must not like me being here early in the mornings, so I'm considering that. If you'd like to see the show continue to go on in the mornings or whatever it is, you can put a super sticker, tell us what you want, what you like. $20 or more makes you an executive producer. Anything under that is a producer level, and we'll give you credits in the show. Just so you know, every dollar that you send to that goes to keep our radio station going. I put a link to the iHeartRadio, Midnight Radio on iHeartRadio right there. And if you're listening to me right now, let me make sure we're going out through the radio. We are going out through iHeartRadio right now. Listen to iHeartRadio. You can win $5,000 right now. They have a contest going. All you have to do is use the iHeartRadio app, listen to Midnight Radio or anything else on there, and there will be a button that will ask if you want to enter in for that $5,000. I suggest... You say yes. Again, we have a lot of crazy, crazy things going on tonight, news-wise. But first, we're going to go over documentation. All right, let me go ahead and go over this with you. This came out, um, let me see that date. Why am I not seeing the date today, I believe? Comes now, Brian C. Kohlberger, by and through his attorney of record, Ann C. Taylor, public defender and hereby, and objects to the state's motion to compel motive of defense of alibi. She does. This is an objection to an objection. But she still gives the alibi in here like we didn't notice. But, again, Ann Taylor is using this the paperwork that she's sending out like this to make a statement to the media, to make a statement to all of you guys, and you're going to see what that is here. This is very interesting. That's why I'm going over it. We had paperwork last week that we didn't go over. We just gave you what it said, but this is interesting. Now it talks about the Idaho code. Oh, no, let's go back to the beginning. Brian Kohlberger, buying through his attorney of record, Ann Taylor, public defender and hereby and objects to the state's motion to compel motive of defense of alibi or, alternatively, to bar certain evidence. Idaho State Code 19-519 require an alibi disclosure of a specific location with a specific location and witness so to testify. By statutory definition, Mr. Kohlberger may remain silent yet testify that he was not at eleven twenty two King Road november thirteenth, twenty twenty two. However, in an abundance of caution and recognizing the court as authority to exclude witnesses, mister Kolberger has indicated he anticipates cooperating witnesses. Again, however, an abundance of caution and recognizing the court has authority to exclude witnesses. So it looks to me, and we're going to go through more of this, and you're going to see what I mean, that Ann Taylor is afraid that to get back at her, one of the things they can do is exclude witnesses. And we're going to continue with this, but... When determining whether to exclude evidence due to late disclosure or non-disclosure, the trial court must weigh the prejudice to the state against the defendant's right to a fair trial. It is there for a trial court to exclude a witness based solely on late disclosure without analyzing whether the state would suffer prejudice from the late disclosure. In addition to weighing the competing interests at stake. The trial court should consider whether less severe remedies would be sufficient for the untimely disclosure or non-disclosure, such as a short continuance, a mistrial or sanctions against defense counsel before excluding a witness. You don't think that, do you think Ann Taylor is trying to cause a mistrial or she will continue to do things to cause a mistrial? The trial court has an obligation to fashion a sanction which will impress counsel with the importance of responding to discovery requests and yet will not prejudice the defense of the case. However, when the defense discovery violation was willfully and designed to facilitate the presentation of fabricated testimony or to impede the state's ability to conduct Effective cross examination or to present rebuttal evidence, exclusion may be a proper remedy, notwithstanding the ability of other th- sanctions that would prevent prejudice to the state. Mr. Kohlberger, here it is. Here's his alibi, guys. I don't think it holds water unless he was in a flipping hot air balloon. But here we go. Mr. Kohlberger has long had a habit of going for drives alone. Often, he would go for drives at night. He did so late on November 12th and into November 13th, 2022. Mr. Kohlberger is not claiming to be at a specific location at a specific time. Hot air balloon, right? At this time, there is no specific witness to say precisely where Mr. Kohlberger was at each moment of the hours between late night November 12th, 2022 and early morning, November 13th, 2022. That's when he had his uh, phone off, right? He was out driving during the late night and early morning hours of November 12th through 13th, 2022. And again, up there, this, let me go back up and I'll come back down here to counsel. Let's go back up. She said, um, this is an objection to the state's motion to compel and yet she's still given an alibi. Counsel for Mr. Kohlberger is aware that case law broadens the definition of alibi with the statutory requirement of a specific location to more broadly include disclosure of information that tends to state the person claiming alibi was at a place other than the location of an offense. Mr. Kohlberger has compelled to the extent possible at this time Cooperation of Brian Kohlberger, not all in capital. I'd kick her out of my courtroom with that being at one, one, two, two King may be brought out through cross examination of the state's witnesses at this time. In other words, she's just going to try to trip them up at this time. Mr. Kohlberger cannot be more specific about the possible witnesses and exactly what they will stay. What are the state, the state's witnesses? So, is there something with Dylan? Oh, we'll get into that because that's right here too. The defense has been hampered by the state's own choices. The state's choice, the state chose a secret grand jury rather than the planned preliminary hearing. Had the state moved forward with the preliminary hearing, the defense would have had the opportunity to develop testimony through cross-examination and witness presentation. Ann Taylor at the time said that she expected her client to be exonerated with the evidence presented. Instead, the defense has only received on July 27, 2023, just a few days ago, a copy of the testimony the state chose to elicit Review of such is underway. The defense had to obtain investigative materials from the state's investigative counterparts, the FBI, through an order compelling the state to provide such materials. The state made draft disclosures just two weeks ago. The sufficiency of these disclosures is currently being analyzed. Cooperation of Brian Kohlberger not being at 1122 May be brought out through expert witness presentation. May may not also. That analysis is underway. The defense has been diligently working to analyze relevant discovery materials and conduct its own investigation. Notably, the defense had to obtain a court order to receive relevant discovery materials. That delay hampers the defense investigation. I'll read this. The right to offer the testimony of witnesses and to compel their attendance if necessary is in plain terms a right to present a defense. The right to present the defendant's version of the facts as well as the prosecutions to the jury so that it may decide where the truth lies. Just as an accused has the right to confront the the prosecution's witnesses for the purpose of challenging their testimony, he has the right to present his own witnesses to establish a defense. That right is a fundamental right fundamental element of due process law. The defense acknowledges a vast amount of discovery has been provided. Discovery is received on a nearly weekly basis. The defense reviews and acts on the discovery as quickly as possible, including making appropriate supplemental requests for discovery. The state's motion is an attempt to force the defense to open its work product files and let the state peek inside. The defense has stated all that can firmly be stated at this time. This is not trial by ambush from the defense. This is the defense requesting information as quickly as possible. Yet in some instances faced the delay of requesting a court order to obtain information. The state continually use. This is this. There's so much Bullshit. I'm not saying this whole thing is bullshit. I'm saying the as a writer in these four sentences there's so much bullshit. It's like uh legalese written by a toddler. Look at this. I'll show you. The defense acknowledges a vast amount of discovery. I'm hearing and when I read this I see wow wow wow. They were crying they didn't have enough. You go right down here two sentences. Actually, yeah. One, two, on the third, crying that there's too much, not enough, too much. And I had to ask for it. Come on now. The state's motion is an attempt to force the defense to open its work product files and let the state peek inside. The defense has stated all that can firmly be stated at this time. This is not trial by ambush from the defense. This is the defense requesting information as quickly as possible, yet in some instances face the delay of requesting a court order to obtain information. Whenever I have to stop and ask you, you made me not tell you. This is what she wrote, and I don't think she wrote this for the court. I think she wrote this as a statement for everybody to read. This is her way of talking. And to the court also, this is the defense requesting information as quickly as possible, yet in some instances face the delay of requesting a court order to obtain information. The state continually uses these opportunities to attempt to force a waiver of speedy trial. That is a decision left to Mr. Kohlberger and Mr. Kohlberger alone. Mr. Kohlberger was out driving alone. Cooperating evidence may come from cross-examination of state witnesses. Cooperating evidence may come from presentation of defense experts. What are they going to do? Look at his ass and see if he was sitting down for that amount of time. According to you, you have nothing to say. Mr. Kohlberger is aware of and will comply with his continuing duty to disclose information. The court may exempt Mr. Kohlberger from further inquiry. Mr. Kohlberger requests such an exemption at this time. In other words, his rights remain silent. He ain't saying nothing, but he was driving, trying to catch him riding dirty. Continued inquiry at this juncture delves into his case investigation as well as protected work product. In support of an exemption, Mr. Kohlberger is prepared to provide further detail in an ex parte hearing with the court. I do not know what ex parte means. I'm assuming it means that he would actually talk to them behind the scenes. But if we have a lawyer in the house, I hereby certify that this is true and correct copy. I'm going to go to the chat room this time and see what you guys have said as we were going over this. Sound like Kohlberger is writing this himself. Hello, nosy cat. Hello, nosy cat. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hello, nosy cat. Whoa, 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 Electra's here. Everybody say happy birthday to Electra. Congratulations on her 60th birthday celebration. Lady Lisa in the house. All right. What if he was in a hot air balloon? Balloon burger. Christian Maris said. It a typical alibi. I don't know what I was expecting them to say about his vehicles caught on camera late that night. But I have to admit, I do like driving at night. Maybe not anymore because I don't want to get accidentally indicted for Redrum. He was anywhere, he was everywhere, but 1122 King Road. If you guys want to call in, tell me what you think about this, 325 261 the line is open, 325 261 I want to hear what you guys think. We got some real information, hello to Laura, everybody, hello Laura, hello Brooke E. I want to know what you think. They're, man, They there's really nothing else they can give than he was running, you know, driving down the road uh, other than he did the murder. Man. All right. I still think if he had a real alibi, he wouldn't be sitting in jail. Well, yeah, like he was, uh, it's like, dude, I was... What time was it? Man, it was so early in the damn morning. Where the hell could he have been at? He was either at home sleeping. I mean, you know, it's funny that she said, I was going to say, I was at home sleeping while someone's sleeping. They're normally sleeping next to somebody else. Not this dude. This dude, you know, like his uh, his lawyer, And is like, yeah, he's used to, you know, not having female companionship. You know, he's by himself like he always is. He, you know, he's either at home spanking his monkey or he's driving down the road. That's what he does all night long. Well, hell, uh, isn't that even creepier? He is driving down the road on how many? So he's stalking looking for prey? What the hell? Now we got more questions. And did he tell you that? Did you make that? No, don't worry about it don't just yeah don't worry about it we're just gonna say this yeah that's that's what you did don't bullshit us god i'm so tired of idaho bullshitting us i'm not gonna make shit up though i'm so i'm so tired of them bullshitting me i'm gonna make shit up and look at videos that don't exist hello how are you doing nosy cat vix logic guys i got some really you thought this was bad i got some other stories that you might not have heard all right and cleans his car with bleach every other day normal behavior indeed right he just goes around creeping around never having companionship of any kind well he tried to go to that bar one time and they had to ask him politely not to go i was waiting for Electra to complain about how old i said she was she didn't take the bait. All right, guys. This is uh, something else. Have you heard about the woman who escapes from cinder block cage? The search is on the way for other victims. Yeah. Let's go for this, guys. We got a... Uh,
1: when police responded to a 911 call in Klamath Falls, Oregon, on July 15th, they discovered a makeshift cinder block cell with a metal door and a singular light bulb above for light, in a residential garage, and a woman who bravely escaped her terrifying circumstances. 29-year-old Nagasi Zuberi is also known by several aliases. One is Sakima, another is Justin Haichi, and another Justin Kwasi. He is currently in federal custody for alleged interstate kidnapping after a Seattle woman escaped his home in Klamath Falls, more than 450 miles away from where she initially met him. Thereafter, she alleges she was kidnapped, shackled, sexually assaulted, and locked in this makeshift cell. According to the complaint, the woman fought for her life, Beating the doors and the walls of this cell with bloodied hands, through her perseverance, she broke free and waved down a passing motorist, asking for their help to call 911.
2: Uh, during that time, uh, the uh, the officers learned that she had gone through quite a great ordeal. Um, there's potential of uh, additional victims out there. We're asking today for people to come forward that might had contact with Mr. Zuberi during contact. Um, obviously not just in our jurisdiction but from all over the country wherever he lived previously. Um, we do know that um, there's a, it's an active investigation We can't say too much but um, what we'd like to say is that the victim if she didn't do what she did, we wouldn't be here today and Mrs. Zuberry would not be in custody
3: Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. follow today's top stories.
0: Thanks for watching our YouTube channel. Today's top stories are going to be after this. All right, we got more information from multiple news stories uh and news sources on the story because there's a lot more information that they detailed to us and this is crazy. And I remember last what was it? Uh fall or spring we had a similar story where there's a woman that escaped a man and what was she wearing? she was wearing like black latex that he made her wear and she was running down the street saying that she escaped from a serial you remember this she escaped from a serial killer and they didn't believe her at first and they thought it was weird well we got she's back in the news again
1: she alleges she was kidnapped shackled sexually assaulted and locked in this makeshift cell
0: Tonight,
2: a nationwide search is underway for possible victims after a woman escapes from a cinder block cell in southern Oregon. The FBI says a man kidnapped the victim in Seattle then took her to his home in Klamath Falls. She was able to break through a door and call police. Good evening. Thanks a lot for joining us, everybody. I'm Steve Dunn.
3: And I'm Deborah Knapp. 29-year-old Nagasi Zuberi is in federal custody for interstate kidnapping and authorities believe there could be other victims. K2's Emily Gersh is live at the FBI field office in
2: Portland. And Emily, authorities also recovered handwritten notes written by Zuberi. What did they say?
3: Yes, Steve, well, those notes are quite unsettling. They say to leave his phone at home and, quote, make sure they don't have a lot of people in their life. You don't want any type of investigation. His notes also include a drawing of a cinder block cell 100 feet underground and supplies needed, including a rubber coat and waterproof concrete.
1: The disturbing evidence uncovered to date points to an individual's ongoing and escalating pattern of violence targeting women in multiple states throughout the country. Take
3: a look at this man. His name is Nagasi Zuberi, but the FBI says he also goes by the names Sakima Justin Heitch and Justin Kwasi. The 29-year-old is in federal custody for interstate kidnapping after a Washington woman escaped his home in Klamath Falls, claiming she was kidnapped,
1: sexually assaulted,
3: and locked in a cinder block cell.
1: According to the complaint, the woman fought for her life, beating the doors in the walls of this cell with bloodied hands.
3: Here's how it unfolded. On July 15th, around midnight, authorities allege Zuberi solicited the woman for prostitution in Seattle, pretended to be an undercover police officer, and showed her a taser before cuffing her hands and ankles. The woman said during a seven-hour drive to Klamath Falls, he pulled the car over and sexually assaulted her. After arriving at his home, he then locked her in a makeshift cinder block cell in his garage. After several hours, the woman was able to break the door open, grab the handgun he left in his car and flag down the first motorist to call 911. Authorities called her actions heroic and said her will to survive may have saved other women from a similar nightmare.
2: If she didn't do what she did, we wouldn't be here today and Mrs. Zuberry would not be in custody.
3: The FBI says after a 45-minute standoff in a public parking lot in Reno, Nevada, police were able to capture him. He's now being taken to Oregon by U.S. Marshals to be charged in federal court. The FBI says they believe there are more victims linked to him. They are asking them to come forward.
1: Victims may know Zubari by the name Sakima and it is believed he may have used several different methods to gain control of his victims to include drugging their drinks and impersonating a law enforcement officer.
3: The FBI has already linked Zubari to four other sexual assault cases. If charged with interstate kidnapping, he faces a maximum sentence of up to life in prison.
0: Horrible, horrible. Man, I'm thinking about the trial about that. What kind of things are going to say? You think he liked to drive alone at night? I bet this guy had a habit, Ann Taylor, of driving alone at night. What do you want to bet? You know... And I haven't heard anything about this. What about Brian Kohlberger and prostitution? There's got to be prostitutes in Washington. Escort services. You're telling me this guy never tried to frequent them. If you are watching this and you're an escort or a prostitute and you had a date or talked to Brian Kohlberger, I want you to call 325-261-0892. I want to hear about it. If you're not, if you're not a sex worker and you didn't date Brian Kohlberger, but you want to lie to me and tell me you did, the phone number is 325-261-0892. I'll pick up. I'll listen to you. All right, go to the chat room. He seems like a nice guy. Midnight Radio. He has to start on the room right after moving in. Wait, you'll hear the bloom article, LOL. There's a bloom article, a blooming article. All right. Let's see. I think we got all the information we need from that this. All right. We're going to hear a little bit from ABC News. I think it might be Good Morning America. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, I'm going to try. Let's try it. We're going to turn now to an alleged murder plot
2: in Paradise. A Georgia mother of three is accused of conspiring to kill her husband. Eva Pilgrim is here with the latest. Good morning, Eva. Good morning, Robin. She was in the middle of a contentious divorce and custody battle when investigators in the Bahamas discovered this alleged murder plot in messages on a phone. This morning, a Georgia mother of three accused of plotting to kill her husband while on vacation in the Bahamas.
3: Last but not least, I want to thank me.
2: 36-year-old Lindsay Shiver posting frequently on social...
0: Hey, guys. I just want to do a public service message on here. First of all, if you're just joining us, if you could go ahead and subscribe, hit that like button... All right, so it gets the algorithm out. So this gets out to people. But if you subscribe and you hit that bell, it helps you join the conversation when we ever, whenever we go live. And you can also hear us on iHeartRadio. We're streaming there live right now. Just go to iHeartRadio, get the app, and uh, search Midnight Radio. And it's worth it because I give you valuable advice like this. If you're planning on doing something stupid that involves criminal charges, whether state, local, or federal... Erase your TikTok because they're going to find something on there that makes you look like an asshole.
2: Media investigators say she, along with Shiver, posting frequently on social media. Investigators say she, along with two other men, allegedly planned to murder her husband of 13 years, Robert Shiver. Shiver often posting glimpses of their family's picture perfect life on social media. Many on vacation in the Bahamas. In 2020, Lindsay writing, The key to a perfect marriage is having two imperfect people who refuse to give up on each other. The couple met with while in college at Auburn University, where Robert played football for the Tigers. But Bahamian police this week announcing an alleged plot to murder Robert, reportedly discovered when a cell phone was found during an unrelated break-in. On that phone...
0: That poor bitch
2: ...messages allegedly detailing the plan of Shiver and her two alleged co-conspirators, Terrence Adrian Bethel and Farron Newbold Jr. Authorities reportedly arresting the three on the Abaco Islands on July 16th, later moving them 90 miles to Nassau. Police haven't commented on a motive, but court documents showing...
0: Huh, let me guess. Maybe she wanted his money, all of his money, and probably insurance money, so she could continue the island lifestyle. The Shivers were in the midst... I have her alibi... She is paddling around in a boat or driving her car at odd hours, that's all.
2: Of a divorce. Earlier this year, Robert filing citing adulterous conduct. Lindsay quickly... Rep-
0: oh, adulterous conduct. She doesn't send somebody a picture of something on YouTube. I'm not YouTube. On Facebook, right? I don't have Facebook, so.
2: Plying, accusing him of physical and mental cruelty and acts of domestic violence, saying she feels...
0: My wife thinks that if I don't carry out the trash on time, I'm being physical and mental abusive.
2: Unsafe.
0: Just kidding, just kidding. In the
2: marital home. That has nothing to do with, from the standpoint of, did she plot with two other people to kill her husband? And so that evidence is going to carry
3: the biggest weight.
2: Now, the three accused have not yet been required to enter a plea. All three are due back in court in October. Oh, I hate
0: Mm -hmm. to hear that. so is she not arrested? She's accused of trying to kill her husband. She's probably not in prison. What the hell? All the way around. I'm all right, people. Thank you. Oh, uh, go away, Stephanopoulos. I'll go over this next one briefly. But before I do, I want to see what you guys had to say about that. You guys like that alibi, huh? She is paddling her pontoon down the river. Still happily married and work together. Yeah. You guys like me to go from the top to the bonus. Annabelle stealth, everybody. <laughs> I haven't seen you in a while. Alright, I'm gonna do what you guys said, go to the top and go and then the bottom. We got worse cases coming up, so trust me. Alright, saying uh, he might be an incel. I do something crazy. I flew over 800 miles to meet up with a guy 18 plus years ago. Really? 1800 miles, 18 plus years ago. Oh my God. That doesn't seem that long ago to me. Dealey, that sounds fantastic. And I told Laura, Laura, we can ship you some raccoons if you want some. Dealey met him. Lots of raccoons, but I haven't seen any snakes. Maybe they keep them away. They do look cute, though. Yeah, until they're harassing you. That goes about with anything, including some of our people in our cases we're talking about tonight. All right. All right, let's go back. Things get worse. Um, But before that, we're going to talk a little bit. I'm amazed by court proceedings. I'm amazed by what happens in court. Let's see. The last thing, well... Before Lori Vallow, we we all looked at the, and we were looking at it all day. I think I actually missed some broadcasts broadcasts because of it, uh, the Taylor Should business trial, you know, and it didn't happen in that trial. I mean, she blatantly did it, although it there was a point when it had the defenses psychoanalyst saying and she convinced me that yes she is crazy and then we had uh another cycle psycho, psychoanalyst for the 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 uh, state and he seemed better educated and more articulate than the the other lady that was for the defense and uh he completely talked me into her being sane and how she was trying to fake it and the way she was trying to fake it right but somebody's wrong. All right. And you can listen to these people and they can convince you being convinced has nothing to do with facts. You might think it does, but I promise you it does not. It does not. Or else it wouldn't be a bunch of religions. You know, you have Christianity, you have, um, oh, you know, you have Muslims, you have Buddhism. One of these, one of these are dead ass wrong and they know it, you know, one of these is wrong. Yet, And then you have atheists and Satanists. One of these are dead-ass wrong, yet there's hundreds of thousands and millions and billions of people convinced on all those lines. Somebody's wrong, all right? Now, we look at this, the armorer for rust. And there's somebody's underwear. So buy underwear if you need some clean underwear or an AC, but the rust armor loses in court judge won't drop involuntary manslaughter charges did you know that she was on drugs at the time that came out and all the things that she said and she was blaming alec baldwin at the time and since alec baldwin has been um i don't want to say exonerated but the charges have been dropped for him and i'll read more of this and you're going to see some of the things that went on a judge ruled that charges against Rust armor Hannah, Hannah Gutierrez Reed will not be dropped ahead of a preliminary hearing. Gutierrez Reed appeared in court virtually Tuesday where her lawyer argued that the charges against her should be dropped due to structural issues with the case along with statements made in the media. The armor was hit with involuntary manslaughter and evidence tampering charges after handling a gun that fired on the set of Rust. Actor Alec Baldwin had been holding the gun when it discharged, killing cinematographer Helena Hutchins on the 21st of October, 2021. And that's not all that she did, too. She also got rid of her drugs that she had at the time and flushed that. Hopefully, it talks about it here. Bowles argued the case against Gutierrez Reed has structural issues and claimed the special prosecutor should have started their investigation over completely after the trial, after the initial district attorney prosecuted. The case stepped down. Gutierrez-Reed lawyer also argued that the prosecution has released statements to the media that have affected the armorer's right to a fair jury trial. One of the statements included was that his client was hung over during the day of the fatal shooting. Meanwhile, the special prosecutors insisted Gutierrez-Reed is being fairly prosecuted, appropriately prosecuted, for the crime she's been accused of. The prosecution further claimed all the evidence gathered supports the ongoing prosecution of Gutierrez-Reed. Special Prosecutor Kerry Morrissey also argued there is no basis to dismiss the charges without prejudice. The prosecutor accused Gutierrez-Reed lawyer of wanting more time to prepare for the impending preliminary hearing. The judge ruled the state in the state's favor, allowing the hearing to happen as planned. Prosecutors have accused the armorer of transferring narcotics to another person with the intent to prevent the apprehension, prosecution, or conviction of herself. Gutierrez lawyer previously slammed the movie as retali- the move as retaliatory and vindictive. Something is rotten in Denmark. Blah blah blah, yakety smackety, and that's all I'm going to talk about. Let's go to the comments. though. there's a lot of people that think Alec Baldwin is very much responsible. The gun, here is unamended comment or unnamed comment. The gun wasn't discharged on its own. Baldwin pointed it and then pulled the trigger. How the real McCoy bullet got in the mix is a puzzle to solve. Nighthawk says she was not drunk when she bought the live ammo, when she brought the live ammo onto the set. She could have been able to tell live ammo from the fake. She has one job as an armorer. See that guns are safe. Michael says she had a very weird video on TikTok, but she removed about a day after this incident occurred. It showed her as very immature and, quite frankly, not ready to handle the position as lead armorer. Her father is a master armorer that's been in the business for decades, apparently. That connection landed her the job. The armorer is an expert, so they have liability to a degree, otherwise, they wouldn't be needed. All right, continuing on here. Remember I talked to you earlier about, about a woman uh, in Alabama? I think it was Alabama. No, it was Kansas City. Oh, Lordy. No, it was in Missouri. What the hell? All right, let's just watch this. We'll talk about it.
3: Criminal defense attorney Mercedes Colwyn is here as well with me on set. Mercedes, always good to have you with us. Uh, What's your take on what we heard and watched play out over the last hour? Well, it's interesting because that defense attorney was obviously very defensive. He's like, wait, don't rush to judgment. There's so much here. Eight gigabytes of documents and evidence. That's tremendous. And the more evidence and the more players involved in gathering the evidence, the more poke the holes can be poked by the defense team. And that's why he's trying to tell the press, stand off for a minute. But if you read the affidavit that supported the arrest of rex herman it's shocking the amount of evidence that is now going to be the basis of his prosecution yes he's a suspect yes it's due process
0: yes there's a long road. whoa you dirty ass bait and switch bastards that is not what this article is about all right so death of potential witness in missouri dog collar captivity case fuels serial killer speculation All right. This is when the woman was running down the street and she was wearing some black latex suit and a dog collar saying that this guy right here was doing all kinds of weird stuff. She said that other, other women were in there and he ate some of them, all kinds of weird stuff. He was a serial killer and boom. I don't know if it's federal, but the, but this story got buried. It just came back up today because one of the witnesses were murdered. So I think there might be some other involvement. A potential witness who may also be a victim in a brutal kidnapping and rape case was found dead in Missouri a year after she went missing and she might not be the only victim. A body found in Saline County, Missouri in June has been identified as Jane Crosdale Clay County prosecution said Monday police have been looking for her as a possible witness against, against Timothy Hassett Hassett was arrested last October after a woman wearing a dog collar told police she escaped from his basement in Excelsior Springs, where he allegedly raped and tortured her for a month, including with devices connected to electrical currents. They buried the story. Crossell's family had not heard from her since last August, according to her sister. Crosdale, she struggled with addiction. Her siblings argued before her disappearance. Her sister told Fox during an emotional interview on Tuesday morning, I really don't know anything was going on until I saw her picture splashed across the news about the police wanting to speak to her. That's why this hurt so bad, because we weren't on speaking terms at the time. Crosdale's sister suspected something was wrong when her sister missed posting a social media tribute to their late father, which she'd done annually for eight years. That's when I knew, like, this is not right. Jane would have at least posted something. The prosecutor's office had not filed additional charges against her, against him, in connection with Crossdale's death and declined to say how Crossdale died or if foul play was suspected. But prosecutors filed a motion to increase... Haslett's bond which is currently three million to protect the community and requested that the motion be heard at the earliest opportunity details of an ongoing investigation with impacts the present case and causes greater concern for the safety of the community the defendant's current bond is insufficient to ensure the safety of the community his bond should be increased crossdale sister broke down as she tried to picture her sister's final moments Again, this is violence against sex workers. Haslett is facing a litany of felonies, including first-degree rape, four counts of first-degree sodomy, first-degree kidnapping, two counts of second-degree assault, and first-degree endangering the welfare of a child. He pleaded not guilty to all charges which are connected to one victim who is referred to as TJ in court documents. Haslett allegedly assaulted her with the purpose of terrorizing TJ whipped her, held her in a dog collar and tormented her with devices. attached to electrical currents. She escaped his home and ran to a nearby house in Kansas city where the police found her. She's wearing a metal collar and what appeared to be a padlock on the front and a trash bag, according to police. All right. I don't know how many of you remember that while they're finding more bodies. Finding more bodies. There's a lot of things that are not reported, or they're reported once and then buried. She was saying that he was a serial murderer and he also murdered her friends, too. And then all of that got erased away. Comments, I've turned, I've hunted off and on my whole life down in southern Missouri in a creepier, more suspect bunch of outlaws living back up in these hilly hollows are not equaled anywhere in America. Some of them are my relatives. Further south, you'll go the weirder it gets. DL, well, puzzlers, your services not needed. For like the fifth time today, guess you will just have to keep waiting and looking in the mirror. Well, I'm going to give him a thumbs down for that. Oh, no, I'm not logging in. Come on. Oh, let go. Oh. See, that's what happens when you try to thumb, thumb down things. Robert says, these monsters are unbelievable. There needs to be a fast track to firing squad for these evil creatures. Every dime spent feeding them is a dime too much. And the final comment is this. Okay, so this guy was charged in a rain 10 months ago, and he's been a free man since. What's wrong with our justice system? What? Who said he's been free? Did I not read that he was still All right. Come on now. There. Dun, 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 dun. Here we go. He's facing a litany of felonies, including all this. He pleaded not guilty. He assaulted her with the purpose of blah, blah, blah. She escaped his home. She was wearing a collar and a trash bag. He kept her restrained in handcuffs, her wrists and ankles. She was able to get free when he took his child to school since his arrest October there have been speculation that there are more victims and fears about a possible serial killer the the police responded there are rumors on social media that there are additional deceased victims there's no evidence of that at this time oh you don't say Bishop Cadwell of eternal life church in Kansas city who has been one of the best advocates for TJ and other potential victims in the case said he knows there are more victims and he is responsible for a program. And he's an advocate of uh, African American women that have gone missing in his city. Now what I want to know, I, I'm not saying that he's free, all right regardless let's move on guys remember when i said that you know the economy was in bad shape and it's being lied about and you're not being told about and i showed you all these crypto guys that are getting murdered well what if i told you that nancy grace what are you going to tell us nancy about nothing oh you're going to talk about gilgo beach well we're not talking but go away nancy get back friends of goldman sachs senior analyst John Castick, who was found dead on Tuesday in New York City, weeks after another young man met a similar fate after vanishing from the same music venue called the circumstances sim, uh, sinister and suspicious. I think there's foul play. Well, they found his dead body. They pulled his body from a New York City waterway identified as a missing Goldman Sachs staffer. Doesn't he look happy? Not Not anymore. He was last seen at the Brooklyn Mirage at 2.30 a.m. Saturday after a Zed's Dead show. Four days later, his shirtless body was fished out of the Newton Creek. Six weeks earlier, another man, psychologist Carl Clemente, 27, was turned away from the venue for alleged drunkenness. Five days later, on June 16th, he was also found in a remote section of the toxic waterway that divides Brooklyn and Queens. He wasn't bobbing for baby roos police suspect suspect both men died accidentally but experts told fox news digital it was too soon to draw that conclusion with one retired detective suggesting that their demise could be linked to the smiley face killers theory uh, this, have you guys heard about the smiley face killers Let's talk about it. I can't help, and this is not me saying this. Let's see, who is it? A passerby noticed Cossack's body floating in the English kill section of the creek a little after 11 a.m. Tuesday. The floral button-down shirt he's been wearing was missing, but his wallet and phone were on him. I can't help but draw a comparison of what has happened in Chicago with these men found in the water. Referring to the smiley face killer's theory, there's something fishy about it. And it's not okay. She's not alone in her suspicion with a deluge of online sluice suggesting the killings are connected. How dare you think the two men laying face down, drowned in a cesspool in New York, could possibly be related? And they're around the same age. And they would actually have been in the same circle. Think about it. The biggest proponent of the theory is retired NYPD Sergeant Kevin Gannon, who has argued that more than 600 drowning deaths across the country in the last 25 years can be attributed to a highly organized gang of serial killers. Organized serial killers? The killing machines, he said, usually drug intelligent, successful young men in bars or nightclubs, then abduct them, dump them in bodies of water, and leave behind graffiti, smiley faces. Gannon, who is featured in the six-part Oxygen series Smiley Face Killers, The Hunt for Justice says that 11 bodies have been pulled from the Chicago River and 6 from the Lady Bird Lake in Austin, Texas over the last year. Smiley Face Killers gang was behind young men's drownings former and a new documentary interesting. Fox News says this. The FBI say there is no proof that dozens of young men who died in mysterious drownings were actually murdered by a nefarious network dubbed the Smiley Face Gang, despite theories held by a group of retired detectives. Are there smiley faces in the area or not, jackass? Former NYPD detectives Kevin Gannon and Anthony Durante revealed their belief this week that the deaths of at least 40 different male victims, most of them white, and college age is about... Ten states appear to be linked. Holy moly macaroni. According to the commonalities, the men's bodies typically were found in rivers, and some of the scenes were marked with smiley face graffiti, some of them. Gannon indicated that he and other investigators who were banded together in their own probe have substantial information connecting the deaths and pointing to homicide. Do we have a smiley face killer theory expert in the chat room here? Do we? no but we have Baxi gamer hello Baxi gamer the worse the drug problems get in this country the more accidental deaths we have yeah well we get we have weirder cases here smiley face killer where was that documentary about uh where was it on? Let me look back here. Oxygen. Damn it. I don't have oxygen. Alright, guys. How many of you know somebody that runs like a animal rescue place? A lot of the people that I know that do it do it out of their house. And a lot of them do it. They do it out of their house. They do it for love out of animals, but everyone I've seen is disgusting. And to me, it's just about on level of animal hoarding. You don't need a lot to be able to get your license to do it. And to me, it's just freaking disgusting, all right? A lot of animals shouldn't live together in an inclined place. And I understand that some of these people love these animals and they want to do well for them, but it would be better on the animal had they not even bothered with the animals it'd be better for the animals that those people that run these rescue rescue places aren't allowed to touch animals at all because a lot of times the animals fight the animals hurt each other or the people are negligent and the animals get out of their care and wind up having to be put down and this is a national problem hopefully this will be addressed some freaking time i've noticed it and i'm not the guy to start you know pounding the drum about these animal, uh, rescue facilities, but check this out. Butler County rescue owner arrested after 30 dogs found dead in freezers and 90 seized from facility. Don't worry. We got a story coming up that's similar to this about human beings, but right now this one is about animals. Yeah, I said that. Wow. This is a short story. Let's watch the video then. All right legal problems for
2: Butler County dog rescue owner after investigators said they found 90 living and 30 dead dogs on her properties. Investigators charged Rhonda Murphy with a felony count of cruelty to a companion animal. And the Butler County Sheriff's Office said there could be other charges facing her. Investigators said that they were investigating the rescue in Madison Township and say the dogs were living in horrible conditions and the dead dogs were found in freezers and those freezers. We're
0: not working. Oh, damn. All right. Remember I told you there humans were being treated worse and people were about to get arrested. Here we go. What would you say? An assisted living resident. uh, You know, this is separate from what we went over yesterday about the hospital dumping old ladies right out of the hospital onto the sidewalk and just throwing a pillow over their head. Yeah, it was a real thing. Look at yesterday morning's episode, midnight in the morning. An assisted living resident was forced to spend the night outside in a storm after being ousted from the facility, Georgia authorities say. Now the co-owner of Southern Manor Senior Living faces elder abuse and other charges. The GBI, or Georgia Bureau of Investigation, announced this on August 2nd. The 37-year-old was arrested Tuesday... August 1st, along with a 36-year-old woman who is executive director of the Southern Manor at Chandler Facility in Metter. According to uh, the Statesboro Herald, both were booked into into jail and later released on bond. The GBI was asked to investigate the June 23rd incident after Chandler County deputies were called about an, an older woman seen walking in the train tracks, according to... I'm trying not to cuss. I'm trying not to say the F word because I know some of you don't like it. And it's all the same to me. Yesterday, we had a hospital that was repeatedly dumping elderly people. No charges. Matter of fact, the hospital administrator was defiant. He's basically saying, kiss my nuts. And they're like, oh, we're sorry, sir. We're sorry, sir. This is in Georgia. The laws are different. And you know what? I'm going to show you their booking photos. Oh, what? That sucks. Really, guys? That's all you got? I had some bigger booking photos. Now I got small ones. What in the hell? I'm so disturbed right now. Their booking photos were larger than life, and now they're these little bitty bloop. Isn't that sweet? So they were arrested and charged for doing What they did was bad, but what the hospital did was worse. And because of political reasons, no charges in the hospital. Here in Texas, the place would be shut down. They don't care if that is the only retirement home in your whole city. They would shut it the f down. In Georgia, at least they have charges against them, and maybe they can get fired, and the owner will put new people in there, and maybe they can keep it. In Texas, I promise you, they'd be fired. But uh, the place we were talking about last night—I'm uh, sorry, yesterday morning—nothing. If you watch what we talked about yesterday, so horrible. Uh, I really want to show these jackasses' faces. I'm really disturbed. Uh, All right, let's go to the comments here. In assisted living, the facility is charged with a certain degree of care in return for the money they are paid. They should have ensured she was released to a safe environment. Forget protocol, forget policy. What happened to common decency, respect, and caring for the old, worn-out people who cared for us, loved us, taught us when we were small? Said these facilities, all they care about is the money. is it hard for professionals to follow the law in the field in which they work? Uh, I read a comment here that's not here before and it talked about a woman said I I do live in a uh, assisted care facility just like this and I'm telling you they're really bad. Have you guys heard about this? Yeah, we got pictures of her. So an influencer who promoted virtues of fruit only diet dies Age 39 of malnutrition. I didn't know this existed. What if your teenage daughter was following her on TikTok? Because that's where she's from. She's an influencer from TikTok. A social media influencer who extolled the virtues of a vegan diet of raw tropical fruit. Seems like a good way to get the screaming memes. Maybe that was her name on TikTok. Screaming Mimi. She died reportedly of malnutrition, exhaustion, and infections. Zana Samsonova, a Russian blogger who regularly posted about her extreme diet of raw tropical fruit on Instagram, was living and working in Southeast Asia. The 39-year-old claimed she had not drank water for six years. Oh, my God. Drinking fruit and vegetable juices instead. She regularly spoke of taking pride in the fact that people could not believe she was approaching her 40th birthday. I eat simple food, although I have a lot of experience as a raw food chef, she wrote on social media. I love creating my own recipes and inspiring people to eat healthier. She boasted of eating no salt, oil, or protein and insisted that she never caught a cold. But her extreme dietary regime gradually began to take its toll, she did, and she died on July 21st in Malaysia. Her official cause of death has not been revealed. However, her mother blamed it on a cholera-like infection. But friends say she'd become more emaciated and died of malnutrition. It was scary to look at her, to be honest. Her hands were thin, like those of my 10-year-old sister. But she was always very cheerful, like a child. She was happy when people praised her cooking. She always ran everywhere. She took pictures. Miss Simsonova first embraced a healthy diet. She reportedly ate fish and dairy products. However, she became increasingly restrictive, cutting out important sources of protein and nuts. Living off fruit, fruit juices, fruit smoothies, she appeared increasingly thin and gaunt in the photograph she posted online. She looked like a walking skeleton, according to one Russian news outlet, which said she spent the last 17 years traveling around Asia. Another friend said that concern around Ms. Samsonova's health grew a few months ago when she was traveling to Sri Lanka. She was advised to seek medical assistance, but reportedly refused medical assistance. When I saw her last, when I saw her later, I was horrified. I live one floor above her, and every day I feared finding her lifeless body in the morning, said one unnamed friend. Miss Samsonova was originally from the town of Zlenslodolsk, about five hundred miles east of Moscow. As her diet became more extreme, she sometimes embraced periods of dry fasting where she neither ate food nor nor drink water. She claimed that dry fasting enabled her to overcome a certain public health pandemic. When she caught the bug, when she traveled back to Russia in 21, I said, I started to heal myself with dry fasting. She said, I've been practicing this method for a long time. I overcame this infection despite my unconventional treatment, which may, which many condemn. I see her there was celery. I'm thinking maybe she's her, uh, she juiced her celery for water she described on her blog how her trip back home had been difficult but she could only f- because she could only find pineapple juice to drink and was considered abnormal by people she met i felt like jesus who was not recognized for his knowledge and crucified on the cross for bringing knowledge and light to people she wrote on instagram as news of her death emerged social media users were divided between those expressing admiration and sympathy for miss samsonova One person described her as beautiful, a nymph, a mermaid, hair. Others said her diet was extreme and it was an eating disorder, saying she only had herself to blame. Her family hope her body can be repatriated soon amid reports of bureaucratic delays. They got a lot going on in Russia right now. Her mother appeared to people. Stop writing bad things. She's already dead. She is no more, said Vera Samsonova, 63. Please stop writing bad things. It hurts me a lot. She chose this path. I fought for many years, but she did not listen to her mother. Comment section. My grandparents lived to 92 and 89. They ate fruits and vegetables every day. They also ate bacon three times per week as part of their very diet, which included desserts. In other words, they enjoyed themselves. The key is everything in moderation. Yep, I'm 80 and a half, LOL. I'm pretty surprised that I'm still here. But I've always tried to generally follow nutritious eating. That means a little of everything, not all of one thing. No one thing contains all the nutrients you need for a living. Grandma has spoken, said this. Eating disorders do not always mean starving or purging. They can manifest as picky Diets and finicky eaters trying to compensate for other areas of stress or mental illness, especially in children with special needs. No parent should have to watch their child willingly starve, starve themselves. Sorry for the mother's loss. There is only so much you can say to a grown adult. Do not affirm people's mental illnesses. Tolerance allows people to destroy themselves in the name of finding a different version of themselves. Love protects, reproves, disciplines, and guides. The loss back to truth, patient and long suffering in waiting. Cutting out processed foods is one thing. Cutting out basic nutrients is a whole nother story. These edgy fringe diets are not healthy lifestyles. I'm still thinking ever since I read it, I haven't been able to stop thinking about, I don't drink water. You know, you guys know my love for Pellegrino. A lot of times it's all I drink. All right. Go into the comments section here in YouTube. I've tried everything. I feel trust is definitely building. He has been letting me pet him on the head the last few times, which is a big bonus. One of the other the girls has some different type of trap. I don't know if she's talking about me or what. I'd like to thank you all for tuning in. Uh, Hot Ham, show's coming on tonight, Smack of Ham. You can check it out on iHeartRadio. Go ahead and download the iHeartRadio app. Go ahead and do it. You want to win $5,000? Good God, I'm not joking. You can have $5,000. All you have to do is download the app. Matter of fact, boom, there it is. There's the iHeartRadio app. I would love somebody, a listener of Midnight Radio, to be able to win that $5,000. They're giving away $5,000. All you have to do is listen to the app, and they'll have a little box that'll pop up, and they're like, do you want to enter this? It's not a con. And you hit yes. You're entered. You can be listening to Hot Ham Radio on Smack of Ham on iHeartRadio. We're going to be back tomorrow for Fruit Loop Friday. Uh, There, down below this video, in the video description section, I have all the links for our radio station, and I also have a link to our Discord. Tomorrow, Fruit Loop Friday, after we do our live on Fruit Loop Friday, we're going to watch a movie in Discord, and everybody is free to join. Until next time, good night. In one hour... Smack of Ham is going to be live on the radio station until tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. All my best, guys. Wait, wait, there's Coop. He's back. He's back. I had a question for him earlier, but when we are in the legal sec- section, I'm still pissed I didn't win that hat six months ago. Coop, I'm gonna be honest with you. I never want you to win the hat. Every time somebody wins the hat, other than Laura, they disappear. And it's a good hat. Everybody's like, oh, I love the hat, it's great. People win the hat, we send the hat to them, they disappear. That's what happens. Yeah, there's a lot of people pissed about not winning the hat. I tell you what. Because Cooper reminded me, we'll have a, a drawing for a hat. We'll do a hat giveaway tomorrow, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. I hope I hope Cooper doesn't win, although it's not in my control. We'll have a hat, a hat giveaway. You got to promise if you win the hat, you're not going to leave. There's so many people that have, everybody that's won the hat has left. Susan A won a hat. She left. A lot of people. All right, we'll be back tomorrow night. We're going to give away a hat. We're going to have some more true crime stories. It'll curl your toes and give you nightmares. Until then, all my best.